I also made the case for winning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. So it's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial full rights. Custodial rights. Hey, I gotta get my Bitcoin rewards. <laughs> From what? <laughs> From Bali. <laughs> Just that 7-Eleven. I got, I got my card linked up, so it's like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, check, check. I see mine. I see yours. We good. We good. We good. What's going on, everyone? Are we live yet? No? I think we're live. We live? Yeah. We live. We live. definition of live? Yeah. Kev over here trying to get his points off the biggest shit coin of Bitcoin apps, <laughs> which is Lolly. <laughs> hey, Lolly, I still want my uh, $8.50 oh, shit. that you guys are supposed to give me that you've held on to for a freaking year. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Every quarter we pay. Yeah. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. I have no issues with my withdrawals. Man, yeah, <laughs> except that they holding them on for they holding on to them forever. It's just I think it's just 90 days. What? It's not, man. I it's promise the charge you. Back. I promise you. Listen, I would prove to anybody listening, including yourself, good sir. Oh shit. That I have been waiting for these eight dollars and about fifty cents for probably over a year. Since I moved to Austin. Okay, try a withdrawal right now. Man, I don't even have the app anymore. How about that? I got so tired of it. I mean, oh, no, I do got the app. We'll follow up next time. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. We'll let you know if Jose made a withdrawal. Matter of fact, you can go back to, I forgot what episode it was. I had a conversation with, I think, their CEO. Well, he DM'd me, which mm. is kind of crazy because I had like a problem. Is on it Matt? Is that his name? I think it's Alex. Oh, okay. See, I don't even want to give him any more publicity. But anyways, okay. long story less long, I had an interaction with him where he asked me what was wrong. I told him what was wrong. And then he said, go, go F yourself, basically. Uh, I think I remember hearing about this. I yeah, think I remember talking yeah, about I got this. D I got receipts. Yeah, I got DMs. Okay. Unlike the Fed, I actually keep receipts. Oh, we're going to talk about the Fed today. We're going to talk about the Fed. Before we get into that, let's go through our value for value friend of the show segment. Yes, sir. What we got? First boost up. Uh, well, it's all in reverse order. So this is actually the most recent one. This is from at, oh man, I'm going to butcher this, Clued. Clude. Uh, Shout out to Clude. What's up, Clude? Hey, Clude. I'm probably Boosters. butchering that too. 2222 sets. Yo, hold up. The dev of that game could add some power ups, for lack of a better word, that cost you Satoshis. Mm. And those would go into a pool that would pay out the main Satoshi rewards for all gamers. So the gamers are filling up their own payout, and the dev could take an arbitrary split off the top, like podcasting 2.0. I think he's talking about my uh, my golf clash uh, feedback to, uh, to those. Uh, to the product team over there. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Gaming. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Our conversation. Exactly. For oh, y'all that didn't check it out, check out last week's episode. Yeah. We talk about lightning and gaming. Sorry, Kev. Go ahead. Yeah. Could he could have been talking about something you were you were talking about too? Uh, but yeah, power ups for you know this is like everyone thought NFTs were gonna do this and be like these <laughs> these you know exclusive items in the game or something. And it's just like guys, you're overthinking it. Like just put a price in Sats and people will buy it. Like you don't need to make it into this you know, weird looking cat that, you know, has a left third claw that's purple and it's a one of a kind, you know, and it's just, you know, it's such an illiquid piece of junk that, uh, you know, it doesn't do anything versus like a power up in a game. You might be able to transfer that to somebody or it might be able, it might have an impact on your experience in the game that is way more valuable than some illiquid jpeg yeah that, that is worth nothing i would i would encourage anybody who's trying to build in that space or in the gaming lightning to just try to replicate what wow did mm -hmm. i mean if you have a black market in something mm -hmm. you're probably doing something very well and yeah. i don't know if you recall but like there was people in wow that had like a black market for like in-game items oh uh, dude this this happened with the release of diablo 3 that, that was my first introduction to this whole online marketplace and like it's so funny where this intersects with, you know, regulatory compliance with money transmission because <laughs> you make a, a market that connects to dollars and, you know, people start trading and amassing, you know, amounts of wealth uh, in the, the game and then trying to exchange that out for dollars. And all of a sudden you're sending out greater than $10,000. You got FinCEN breathing down your neck about mm. currency transaction reports and suspicious um, activity reporting. You know, you're, you're, uh, you're in a world of trouble real quick. 
And it was so funny because the commodities trading markets in Diablo 3 got shut down slash disconnected from dollars. Yeah. Um, and you had to essentially build up your own position of like actual gold in the game versus buying gold for dollars and then using that yeah. to trade these commodities, which would fluctuate in price. It was like a straight up order book. It was really cool and sophisticated. Um, and it was it, a hustle. It, you could hustle it. Yeah. And my buddy tried and he got his like, he got like temporarily banned from the store because he was making money. And it was, yeah. like, it was just this, this, it was funny uh, to see this, this great idea just get totally ramrodded by uh, financial regulation. Oh, you mean Fiat ruined it? No, man. I think I think it I think this is a case where Fiat ruined it. Yeah. Uh, this is the only case. <laughs> we literally built a career <laughs> off of them falling on their face. But um yeah, no, it's it, yeah, if you have a black market or anything, it's yeah. great. And that's interesting that you brought that up that they got shut down mm -hmm. because as we all know, there's a solution to this. Yeah. 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 So like, and then, and then it came, I'm not going to, you know, beat that drum, but you guys know what we're talking about. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would say anybody experimenting with like the DLC or in-game uh, item world and whatever, it's community building at the end of the day. If the community cares, they'll be there. Yeah. Uh, so you got to make a game that's yeah. good, fun enough for that. But So, so yeah. rather than make a whole episode out of one boost, uh, let's move on. Sure. <laughs> but shout out to Clue for that. Yeah. yeah. And, and Clue looks like he gave us a double, double dip boost, another 2020. 2022 sets. Yeah. Uh, Deathbed. I stopped listening to the show when Pirate Beach Bum was on. Not because the show sucked. I still think it's one of the best Bitcoin podcasts out there, but life got in the way. I wanted to ask you if you'd be willing to come into another show to educate the hosts and their audience on the merits of Bitcoin and value for value. I'm the producer of the show, and I'd love it if you came on. Sorry that the boost amount doesn't reflect the value of the request, but I will continue support talking in bits. Hey, all sats accepted. Yes, sir. Yeah, Clued, I appreciate you, man. I do recall listening to your show a bit. You're one of the early Valley for Value guys like I am, so I appreciate that struggle. Um, and yes, like Kev said, don't worry about your donation. I'm sure when you got it, you can. And uh, hey, man, you, you probably stopped listening to the show because the same reason you think you stopped is why I stopped making the show. Life just happens, man. Yeah. So no beef here. Glad to have you back. Um, about jumping on the show. Yeah, man, let, let's set it up uh, somehow, some way. Uh, maybe Twitter is the best way to get a hold of me. Maybe it's not. Um, X. Yeah, X, whatever the hell it is. Uh, but yeah, let, let's try you to set something up. You got a blue check on X? Huh? You got a blue check on X? Man, no. We got these blue checks here, though. They can't. There's no cameras here. But we got some uh, some blue checks here in the commons. Um, no, I don't. No, do I care? And I heard Elon's about to charge, which means I'm out. Uh, me too. Yeah. My my question was more centered on if Clude has a blue check. I, I'm already leaning towards no, but yeah. if he's got one, you can't DM him. No, nah, I think, and this is not a diss. I know the word pleb gets thrown around. I think no. Clued is a pleb like us. Yeah. Um, and I actually want to stop using the word pleb. That's a different conversation um, because no, the actual- for another time. Yeah, the actual meaning of pleb is is, is very degrading. And, and, and Ooh, I disagree, but that's a that's a topic for uh, Add time. that to the, to the topics. Add it to the list. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Let's not get stuck on these. Uh, well, you know, shout out to, to the listeners uh, anyways. Uh, but Clued, uh, let's set that up, man. Uh, my favorite- you know, quote or line is, I don't know shit about shit. So I'm, I'm honored uh, that you think I can educate your audience and you, I'll do my very best. Uh, let's go ahead and set that up. Yep. Um, but yeah, thanks for supporting. Who else we got? We got FBI bad. Yeah. Uh, what's up, man? FBI bad, man. Great to see you. Uh, 1,984 sats. Yeah. AKA 1984 sats. Uh. Good discussion as always. Can't wait to see where you're planning to take this show from here. And shout out to George Orwell. Mm, you ain't Kev. You ain't you ain't Kev are gonna hate on me for, oh, for not being I'll get there. The I'll pressure there. is mounting, sir. It is because it is. the next shout out is from at the Rulers Broken. Shout out at Rulers Broken. Shout out Ruler Broken, yeah. Thank you for the consecutive uh shout outs. I think you had one last week too, or last time. Uh 1984 sats. How have you not read this book? <laughs> I feel bad now. Jose, I'm, I'm called I'm a, out. I'm going to be honest here. Maybe I said this last week, maybe I'm not. And I'm currently reading it. So this is how you know I'm going to keep my word. I'm also an individual that's never read, read Atlas Shrugged. I'm and, in that boat. Okay. Well, it seems like I, 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 I downloaded I, the audio book, though. So I'm, I'm almost I'm like halfway there. It's a 60-hour fucking read. Dude, I, I saw. I'm going to. So I started it. And that's, you know, I'll get to 1984 for sure, especially mm. if it's recommended by you. I oh, trust your taste. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I appreciate y'all listening and giving me shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'll definitely get to that and I'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> all right. That's it for uh, this week's uh, boost. That's Thank it. Thank you all. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. If you, if you don't know, if you're a new listener to the show, welcome. If you're a previous listener, you know, please keep coming back. But Valley for Value is easier now more than ever to be able to support in a decentralized, non-governable way. 
And it's a way to be able to do microtransactions, if you guys don't know. So I always like to give the example that, like, if you think the content that Kevin and I are giving is worth a quarter, good luck sending the quarter over Visa Rails. It's just not going to work. You can't do so. Uh, but in this situation here, in, in the world of value for value, you can actually send us anything from a penny to whatever you want, $100 if you feel the value is there. Uh, it's a community in itself. We appreciate y'all. Talking in Bits is ad-free because of Valley for Valley model, and we appreciate every single set that comes through. Um, so, yeah, that's the friend of the show segment. If you guys want to get a shout-out on the show, uh, then similar to these uh, gentlemen, uh, these anons that just reached out, uh, you can get some love on the show, and we can have literally a conversation uh, back and forth through Valley for Valley. So check it out. Yes, sir. What uh, we got, Kev? What we got? So what we got uh, this week is uh, probably the first installment of many of uh, breaking down this book by our good friend Eric Kaysen. Um yeah. He wrote a book called Crypto Sovereignty. We talked about it a little bit in the last episode, and uh, I'm just you know barely into it, page 39, but already uh, getting a lot out of it, and it's uh, really very relevant uh, for today. And so. You know, the first thing right out the gate is the foreword by Robert Breedlove. And um, it's it's just uh, there's one quote in here that stands out from uh, that he quoted in here uh, from Carl Schmitt. Uh, and it says, the sovereign is he who decides the exception. Mm. And there is so much in just those few words uh, to unpack. Uh, you know, there's this the concept of uh, a sovereign person uh, and then you know, making decisions around what, what exceptions there are to the rules. So, you know, promises and rules, they're, they're made to be broken. Uh, and it is these, you know, these sovereign individuals are the ones who decide uh, when and how these rules get broken and they're accepted from these rules. They get to create the world around them in their own image, in their own, uh, with their own preferences. And so this was kind of like, uh, you know, Several other uh, sort of quotes about history. Uh, you know, the one that sticks out is history is written by the winners. Um, and that's where the sovereign part comes in. Uh, because when you are sovereign, you're always a winner because you're always in control. Uh, and so, you know, you, like talk about, you know, so many analogies to any other sports out there. You talk about teams controlling the game. They're, yeah. they're the ones, you know, dictating by, by force, essentially, because uh, a lot of it, a lot of sports are based in like real life physics, yeah. like football and baseball and <laughs> soccer, wrecked. you know. And so there is a physical aspect. And by being the one who can deploy force the most effectively, uh, you become the sovereign individual or group of individuals uh, in the case of team sports. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a great way to set the stage for this overall message in the book that, that Eric Kaysen talks about in the foreword of crypto sovereignty, how we are using, um, you know, crypto and not in the sense of scams and all coins and things um, to, to be sovereign, use these tools to have complete control over our own lives and our own direction. Right. Well, it's, it's also the, the two sides that are playing out there, right? Because the same way, that you just identified, you know, being able to be, it, 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 basically the state also feels that they're sovereign, that, right. right? That, that, that's the other end of it. And then right. the problem is, is that up to Bitcoin, we never had a way to defend ourselves from what mm -hmm. they think is sovereignty, right? Because they also create the world in their mm -hmm. bullshit vision, which yeah. we'll get into here in a little bit. Uh, but they also have the monopoly on violence, mm -hmm. which uh, uh, it forces them to be able to exert the laws right. and put those laws into place. Right. But the funny thing about them laws is that they can also exclude themselves out yes. of that space as well. It never gets into that very much. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then just to be, I don't want these podcasts to be morbid, but like, damn it, it's a morbid thing. But sort of like, you know, what happened recently with COVID, where it was the backs versus the unbaxed, how that same sovereign system, that same state could quickly turn a subset of the population or a subset of a group into the enemy, into the lawbreaker, which then entails what we call the zombies to think that they're honoring the law by hurting those. Right. Mm -hmm. And we saw this with the Star of David in the Holocaust. Yep. We saw this uh, many different instances where basically you are now, um, he actually, I think it's, it's Eric that brings up that example of the Holocaust where he basically says, it's like, it went from one day 
your, uh, uh, um, you know, the Jewish people are, you're a, a German citizen to the next day, you're not a German citizen, mm -hmm. like by law changing overnight. Yeah. So basically with that, you know, sovereign law that went into effect, now all these people that were citizens one day became the enemy the next mm -hmm. day. And that, and there's a really cool documentary on Netflix, not related to Bitcoin and not related to anything about this, that allowed Nazi soldiers that are normal dudes like you and I to be able to think that the uh, crazy crimes that they committed on the Jewish people mm -hmm. were okay because they were just following the rules of the state. Exactly. I'm not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my job. I've been authorized. Right. I've been, I've been uh, uh, you know, essentially licensed within this paradigm, within this power structure that has been set up by people that I consider sovereign to me, right? right? That's the perspective of a Nazi soldier is they, they have already, the fact that they are submitting to the state yeah. to follow their every order, uh, they've already given up their sovereignty. And so that's this whole concept of making it so that you are in control over everything that happens to you. Right. And really, it's not a case of things happening to you, but things happening because of you. Sure. And that's your true sovereignty there. Um, yeah. You know, obviously life happens and there's unexpected curveballs that come our way, but being able to navigate those at your own, um, you know, sort of uh, discretion or, or with your own volition and, and doing it away, doing it in a way that, that you prescribe for yourself right. versus being pigeonholed into an, into one option. Right. Uh, such a great read, dude. Oh, yeah. That's man. It. And, and this yeah. is the thing. This was page 14, man. And, and like, there's over, you know, there's like 250 pages here. And this, yeah. is, this is, if this is, you know, a preview, uh, then, then I think I'm really going to like this book. Um, the next one that, that I wanted to pull out of here. Uh, yeah, reach in, out to Eric, man. Go ahead. Yeah. We got to get him on. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, but the next quote I wanted to pull out of here was from Eric's foreword uh, on this. And, um, uh, it's, it's a single quote here. I do want to warn, however, that Bitcoin can fail. Uh, and I'll read the next paragraph too, for good measure. Sure. Um, it is not given that this will succeed. And if we are not vigilant and take upon ourselves the role of the protectors and purveyors of Bitcoin, it is entirely possible that what Bitcoin truly is can be corrupted and forgotten. This truly is the danger that crypto represents toward Bitcoin. And only through the correct framing of Bitcoin May it be decrypted to present itself as the saving power. Uh, and so one thing I'll touch on here is uh, Eric Kaysen's, um, you know, sort of talking about how he's very intentionally, there's a lot of, you know, capital letters here that you wouldn't normally see in sentences like the danger and the saving power and crypto. And in this sense, the capitalized crypto, um, getting the feeling here that he's talking about all the scams and altcoins and all the things that actually take away from your sovereignty because of the system that you're subscribing to uh, by by getting into crypto versus Bitcoin. Um, and so, uh, you know, this is a lot of people say things like, you know, and I'm guilty of this as well. Bitcoin is one. Everybody else is just figuring it out. Yep. Um, that only happens if we continue down this path of building out this infrastructure of, uh, you know, making thing, making Bitcoin digestible for the world. Cause yep. it didn't start out in, in that way. It's, it's light years ahead of where it started uh, now in terms of being able to onboard and usability and everything. But that only continues if we continue. Absolutely. So we have to continue uh, this journey of, of crypto sovereignty with Bitcoin as our North star. Um, and, uh, and, and, flowing right into something that I thought was a uh, really just a like uh, a bombshell of a, of a quote <laughs> here. And I had never even heard of this uh, like document uh, called the, uh, the, De the Declaration of Independence of Cyberspace. Yeah. Uh, this guy, John Perry Barlow, I need to research who this is. Uh, I don't know anything about this guy or this time really. Um, but the quote is, you governments have no sovereignty where we gather. We have no elected government, nor are we likely to have one. I declare the global social space we are building to be naturally independent of the tyrannies you seek to impose on us. You have no moral right to rule us, nor do you possess any methods of enforcement. We have true reason to fear. This is sovereignty in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and there's two main points in here. Uh, talking about being independent of the tyrannies you seek 
to impose on us. He's not even subverting himself to say like, oh, I'm under your authority or rule and it's unfair. He says, we are independent of that. We are separate from those tyrannies. Magic. And declaring that they have no moral right to rule us. Again, just completely shooting down any chance of being subverted by the state in cyberspace. And they don't possess any methods of enforcement. We have true reason to fear. Sure, you know, they could come kill you, but we're all, we're all going to die. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was just phenomenal. And we could we could talk for hours on that one. Yeah, we can. But, yeah. but I think this is kind of, you know, the, the seed that springs this tree of crypto sovereignty I'm going to, you know, uh, be, be reading about here from, from Eric. Um, and then uh, just a, a last quote. Uh, it's a fucking quote-a-thon here. This thing uh, is loaded with bars. <laughs> it really is. It, yeah, it's, it's a good read. And by the way, this isn't an ad whatsoever. No. You guys should know that by now. This is just good writing. This is just a good book. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bullish-ass book. And, and the last you know, quote I'll have here is, uh, truth, not authority, makes legitimacy. And that goes right back to the sovereign deciding the exception. You know, if you're going to decide that you're going to promote a lie, uh, you better be the sovereign or it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and and in that same token, you know, you have history being written by the winners. Mm -hmm. They'll pop in falsehoods there all the time if they're in control. Yeah. Uh, and so flipping the script using Bitcoin to one where truth, not authority, not I'm the president, I make the rules. No, it's I'm I'm telling you the truth. And that makes me legitimate, not my position of power. Yeah. Um, and uh, and also just the 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 fact or just the existence of truth itself uh, is 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 quite frankly legitimacy because you have absolute undeniable objective truth in front of you. Woo, um, wait till you get. And I'm just a little bit of a spoiler. Wait till you get when he starts uh, hitting the bars about how machines are only loyal to the code. Like it ooh, is crazy. Uh, but yeah, just to like. Just put a nail in the crypt, which we'll talk about more in the coming weeks and hopefully have Eric on if all the cards get played out right. But like something that a few things you said a lot there that was amazing. A few things there is I never understood when I had Gigi on the, the podcast however long ago and he was talking to me about this like digital space versus the physical realm. And I never I, I didn't really understand how that applies to me. And then reading this book, I understand through encryption and the protections and the privacies and the truths that contain it, you remove yourself from any, all the physical violence that they can enact on you, right? If you don't know who I am, how can you point your weapons at me, mm -hmm. right? If I'm not using your currency, how can you debase me? How can you remove me? How can you eliminate my work, right? And now I get it is yeah. what that messaging was. In the cyberspace, there was a whole community independent mm -hmm. and the rules that, current states and current governments have inflicted, which is basically just a monopoly on violence. It's nothing more than that. Um, they don't work there. You can't do nothing there. And to me, that is magical. And I wanted to take a step back because when you were talking about the part where he's saying that Bitcoin can fail, I agree, I agree with you a hundred. I agree with him and I agree with you. We all need to know our role in that, mm -hmm. right? So just for as many Anon devs are out there, because all jokes aside, if you've ever seen Will Smith, an enemy of the state, you understand that the, these, these developers are, are, are building the weapon to take down the state. They mm -hmm. will become enemy of the state immediately. Yeah. But we need to educate. We need to know our role, all right? I like to think that this show is educational, is awareness. We need to know what it is that we're good. If we're good at devs, go build the weapon. If we're mm -hmm. good at speaking, go be the, the the martyrs, if you will, right? And put yourself at risk to be able to do what you and I do mm -hmm. and share this knowledge at whatever cost because we're not anons. People yeah. know who we are. But we, we're, we're willing to take on our role as the quote-unquote martyr in this fight mm -hmm. because there's other people that have different roles. If you have a lot of capital, then you have things that you can do in the space mm -hmm. support, uh, uh, you know, free and open source software, right? Like everybody has a role here and nobody needs to agree with your spot, but you need to own it and you need to do it well. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what we're doing here with this show. We know that we're not devs or let me not say that, you know, we can't learn to be, but we know we're not devs. So that's out. Mm -hmm. uh, we work in the space that's in, right? Like, like we actually do this for a living, but then we also take our free time like this podcast to be able to, take the conversation a little further yeah right and talk about these type of things so yeah man i mean i'm curious week after week when you come in and you let me know what bullets you've hit i'm a little bit ahead of you on that but it is nothing but bullishness in that book 
and it's so fascinating. Um, it, the, the power I feel understanding the digital and physical space is much more than understanding my fiat balance in Bitcoin. Like I could give two shits about what the value of Bitcoin is. What I do give a fuck about is, is it's a way for me to at least blunt the amount of physical violence that the state can entail on me if I live by these cyberspace rules. That's hope for me. Yeah. So. Well, you that, know what they say, you know, the old age old adage of uh, nothing ventured, nothing gained. If, uh, mm. if you're not taking a risk, you're not gaining any new ground uh, fundamentally. And uh, so that's, that's, uh, that's what comes to mind for me there. Um, well, speaking about people thinking they're sovereign and making rules and laws that only apply to them and their uh, peers and family members, but the rest of society could go fuck itself. Um, just like a puffy bad boy record, the Fed just can't stop, won't stop. $33 trillion in debt? Dude, I can't believe it's gotten that high. I, $10 trillion global, I believe, is the other number there. It's insane. So the U.S., $33 trillion in debt, and then global went up $10 trillion more. It, 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 it's, uh, it's unfathomable, uh, really. Most people can't even spend a billion dollars in their lifetime and a trillion. One trillion is a thousand X uh, a billion. Is it true you so. can't count to a trillion and still be alive? I don't know if that's like an old myth. Some people, somebody told me that. Like, try to count to a trillion. And you're I, probably, don't even think you, I don't even think you can count to a billion. Okay, so it must be true. Yeah, somebody told me it was like, if you try to count to a trillion, you'll die before you can get to a trillion. Uh, yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, I don't even need to do the math. I I just know it. It's 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 <laughs> so a number. Did. It's a number so far out there. It's beyond Pluto. <laughs> so I mean, so we three we thirty three x that that one trillion we're talking that, about. That's here. a multiplier. Wait. Oh oh, I see. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm talking yeah, about you can't count to one okay, trillion. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, Never yeah, mind. Yeah. I got you. You need thirty three lifetimes. Yeah. yeah, you need thirty three <laughs> plus. You know, you need like all your all your ancestors and everybody to start counting. <laughs> they need to pick up where you left off. Yeah, exactly. All your all your descendants. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Talk about fiat games, man. I mean, I think I was trying to think back to when I was in middle school when it was like sixteen trillion or something. Or I, uh, see, I, didn't I don't even know. know I don't even know if it's accurate. It might it might have only been eight at the time or six or something. But it was. It was under 20 for sure. In uh, high school, you were looking at that? In middle school. I was thinking uh, well, about I just, just getting just, girls. And I, well, I just remember in eighth grade, in my U.S. history class, uh, the teacher pulled up the debt clock or whatever. Mm. And it, but it wasn't that site. It, it wasn't the one, or maybe it was just the early version before all. Shout the out to different. her or him for showing you guys based knowledge. Yeah, man. Miss Weber. Uh, <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Miss Weber. Dude, man. She, <laughs> she was based. She yeah, said, she, yo, look where we at. <laughs> she was, I learned a lot in her class. Uh, you know, I wasn't the greatest student the uh, whole year. But uh, but I turned it around. But you picked up the national debt from her. Uh, yeah, year. I did. Yeah. I, I haven't forgot about it. It's been uh, oh man, I don't even know how old you are in eighth grade. What thirteen? Man, it's been oh, last decade. Well, right there. I mean, at least the Fed number. You know, they they made you proud. Number kept going up for yeah. the Fed. Yeah, yeah they didn't they didn't uh, retreat from their advance into nah. into debt. But uh, what the hell is going? I mean, I don't even think there's one way to explain. I don't even think we have enough time in one episode to explain what the hell is going on. But if mm -hmm. you were to sum up what the fuck is going on. What is it? What the fuck? 33 I trillion? I think it's as simple as people on Twitter, or sorry, X, uh, say it is. It's just that they've, they've got a credit card that is like uh, the minimum payment is way more than their income, and they just keep swiping it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how we're getting here. And uh, and it's kind of funny because the it's really not funny, but it, it's um, the, the where the analogy breaks down is like you're you're spending someone else's money. Mm. Uh, not your own and that's yeah. where that's where the analogy sort of diverges is you're swiping somebody else's credit card and it's you and in know, this situation the fed is yeah they're yeah, swiping yeah. our credit card it's it's my money that they're spending okay okay because you, you know, like you you said we just swiping credit you're like all right but like i'm not making us go 32 trillion in debt yeah right no but you're they're not. doing this they're on doing a huge scale on my credit card basically yeah on everybody's credit because card. yeah it's, it's all of our taxes that go to pay this debt and if the debt never gets paid. Well, we definitely never stop paying taxes. That's a whole other topic yeah. uh, to get into. But it's it, it, people don't uh, don't pay attention to this. They don't uh, understand that the money has to come from somewhere. You can't mm -hmm. just make up numbers on a balance sheet and print money and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, the the chickens are going to come home to roost. Yeah, I think that's the answer. The the one line answer for what the hell is going on is is the printer keeps going. Yep. And back to those few who believe that they're sovereign. Well, they, they are sovereign in their own mindset. Uh, yeah. If they could just turn the printer on whenever they want, then it, it's that type of lifestyle. But yeah, they're cutting checks out to, you know, go, go follow the news to all these other parts of the world, to all these dumb, uh, well, what I consider dumb, let me not be um, that guy, but 
these dumb causes that continue to get brought up, these social justice movements, which, listen, uh, I, I stand by people as much as the next person, but the term and the identity of a social justice warrior is nothing more than just a pawn for the state. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I, I just... I've learned too much over the last few years to to be able to justify a specific quote unquote social justice cause and say, oh, that's a scam or a front for something else, right? So if somebody's listening and can prove me otherwise, I'm all ears. I definitely am for human, of course. I love my fellow humans. But listen, man, like if the government has an opportunity to A, earn votes and B, exploit people, it's going to be through these social justice causes. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're always there to be the first to fund these things. Uh, But it's not just that. It's the checks they're cutting to like Ukraine and across seas. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, these people are in bed with each other. They're doing the nastiest of the nastiest of things. And like Kev said, they're basically just doing it on your dime. Like, are they doing the stuff in bed or are they doing the stuff? I don't know. I don't even want to be in that bedroom, <laughs> yeah. right? Because that's a nasty bedroom. It right? really is a despicable situation when you are sending more money to fight a war in a foreign country that you really have no uh, reason to be doing other than your own fiat games. And literally one of your states is on fire yeah and you're like here's 300 bucks have a good day like and what what really triggers me about that and 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 this isn't a political show whatsoever but like the few times that i've seen uh, is it Zelensky or whatever Mm. basically get on a podium and say y'all not doing enough Mm -hmm. that really takes me off because first of all it's not my choice obviously Mm -hmm. second of all you've gotten trillions of dollars and if that's not enough then Fam, mm-hmm. my I know people's families that are starving. My family's still like it's getting harder and harder every single day. And you have the audacity to not only steal from us, and you know this is all conspiracy in, in a sense because I don't mm-hmm. know this for fact. But I have the idea that not only are, are you and the goons at the at, at the state at the fed level stealing from us, but then you have the right to get on television or the nerve to get on television and then tell the American but people that they're not doing enough. It's obviously getting stolen from us because I know, but I don't even, want to be that guy well, either. No, they're, no, they're not even auditing. Like they, they can't even find money. Mm, they don't know where it's at. Give it, me their receipts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know, Pentagon talking about three, what was it? $3 trillion, something that was missing or 33 billion. It was, a, it was a phenomenal number. It's right? a crazy Just number, like, yeah. how do you, how do you miss that? Yeah. And that's where, that's where the corruption is. Cause that's where that money went. Right. That's why you can't find it. That's why there's no records. That's why there's no receipts. Yeah. What about building seven? Like, there's no receipts. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the, what Where are the gone. receipts, man? Yeah. Where are the, That's going to be the name of the damn episode. Where are the receipts? That's all I would need to know. <laughs> but I always want to be there because I don't, I don't know shit about shit. So I always want to give the at least the somewhat disclaimer to say that if anybody wants to prove me wrong, you always can feel free mm-hmm. to do so. Yeah. Come uh, on the show. Yeah. The, reach out, whatever you got to do. But like the way I see it, once again... You're stealing from us blindly. You steal from every single person through taxation. But the fact that you do it so in your face and then that person who's on the receiving end of that could turn around and say, uh, he said, I forgot what it was, but it really angered me. Something about like, uh, um, do something about with your kids. Like your kids could go with less or something, something along those lines. And I was like, fam, I'm about to like throw my phone against the wall. Like, this what is, is the, this talking is the about? sovereignty thing. You're this not going to decide how I live my life and to what standard I live my life. That's my decision. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm going to pull this up. So give me a sec, but like to just stay on this topic, we had, uh, I think this was today, actually, we had Jerome Powell basically, uh, or I think the person asked him about the soft landing. Mm. Could you believe that these people could use terms so like we're, soft so landing? We're, so we're, so they acknowledge that we're falling. Uh, I'm going to play this. I'm going <laughs> to pull this clip up. I might need you to drop the link for me here. Cause I think this is all in like text form and i can't get the link oh shit okay yeah uh, is it in the doc drop it in the slack for me please okay you got it yeah yeah but it's it's what i call fiat games buffoonery it's a lot of people that have literally overstayed their welcome uh but i've also taken advantage of a system that allows them to pull this stuff off uh and that's yeah it's it's upsetting i, I was joking joking but not with my wife the other day to think that it's like you know, the, the the state basically just sits in the middle of your paycheck and says, hey, man, give me a piece of that money. Yeah, I'm going to take my cut. <laughs> yeah, uh, just for existing, by the way, not for <laughs> just because yeah. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you got a pulse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need my cut. Yeah. And that's wild to me, man. It doesn't ever. Oh, you died. I'm going to need my cut. Exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> so all right, let's play this clip here. See if it works out. Let me put this volume up. Sounds like it's good. Uh, to something different. Um, would you call the soft landing now uh, a baseline? expectation no no uh i would not do that i i would just say what, what would i say about that um 
I've always thought that the soft landing was was a plausible outcome, that there was a path really to to a soft landing. I thought that and I've said that since we lifted off. It's also possible that it, the path has narrowed and it's widened apparently. Uh, ultimately, um, it may, this may be decided by factors that are, that are outside our control at the end of the day. But I do think it's, I do think it's possible. Uh, and, you know, I also think, um, you know, this is why we're in a position to, to move carefully again, uh, that we, we will restore price stability. We, we know that we have to do that. And we know the public depends on us doing that. Uh, and we know that we have to do it so that we can achieve the kind of labor market that we all want to achieve, which is a, 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 an extended period, sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all. We know that. The fact that we've come this far uh, lets us really uh, proceed carefully, is, is it, as I keep saying. So I think, um, you know, that's, that's the end we're trying to achieve. Um, I wouldn't want to handicap the likelihood of it, though. It's not up to me. I don't want people that continuously enforce their control on us to give me a line that says it's out of our control. First and foremost, like that, those two things don't rock together. Yeah. Uh, you're either in control or you're not in control. Mm -hmm. That's that one part. The second of all is, is this reminds me of like showing up to a meeting unprepared. <laughs> Where like, you know, you got to speak. Yeah. No, you're running the meeting. <laughs> the meeting is yours. You show up and you're kind of just like saying words. You didn't prepare at all. Yeah, You're looking for the one person on the Zoom screen that's like nodding their head. So like you get some like bullishness, right? Because you're like all over the place. That's what that felt like to me. But this is crazy, man. I, I'm, I'm just astounded that uh you know there is you know i haven't haven't uh you know given that much of my life to uh watching recordings of jerome powell uh but good for you yeah i know right that's a positive word uh so so i can't really speak to um you know the receipts so to speak in terms of him advertising that we're going for a soft landing or something what i do know is it has been discussed ad nausea ever since inflation stopped being transitory uh, and we started to see, uh, you know, retracements in production and started seeing layoffs and, um, you know, this, this healthy job market, labor market that he's talking about is a pipe dream because the longer that the rates stay up, it's, this is literally killing uh, businesses that employ people. Mm. So the labor market's going to get worse. You know, not to say that some of those businesses didn't deserve to die because, you know, if you waste capital, if you waste resources, if you waste direct inputs, you're not being a good steward of it and you should be punished. Yeah. You know, that way space can be cleared for people who will use it efficiently and will keep a business around and running that can sustain itself and not be relying on cheap money from the money printer. Um, mm, and facts. so, you know, and that's what got us here to this place to even be talking about having a soft landing, the fact that we're floating in the air somewhere. He said, we took off. I'm like, you mean fell off? Like, <laughs> That's what I mean. Like they, they like construe their words to like, yeah, just make it sound like it's wild, bro. Like, Hey, they, listen, they make their own reality. And at the very beginning, it almost sounded like I, I had to do a quick gut check or second guess. Cause it sounded like Vitalik was talking <laughs> and, and, same, and, same and talking about creating your own reality. Like that's something that he does talk about in, in, you know, the whole proof of stake thing. And this, I don't want to take us down this road, but it's, it's the same, it's a comparison uh, because he's, he's talking about creating his own physics and everything. And, and that means making your own rules. That means being the sovereign who decides the exception. Yeah. And so that was, that was the tie-in thought that I had there is like this guy, it's the same. It's the same vibe. So, yeah, I mean, scammers are scammers, right? Scam, yeah. scams, scams. It's part of the and, DNA. And and, and, he's, and he goes even further to say, like, oh, we're so fortunate to have made it this far. <laughs> what? That's wild, bro. I'm lucky to be alive? Like, yeah. That's... Yeah, duh, we're lucky to be alive, but you, you're, the, you're supposed to be the ones with the plan. Clearly, you have no plan. You didn't come prepared. You can't even answer basic questions about two words that you have said, uh... <laughs> A lot over the last two years and so you know this just doesn't do anything to restore trust or credibility into the federal reserve or really any government institution for that matter because uh, they you know they can all go and uh, shove themselves six feet in the ground 
Messy, messy, messy. I am not fucking around. When it, hey, listen, learn the tools, learn Bitcoin, learn cryptography, learn whatever it is you got to do. Learn how to grow your own food. I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to figure that out. That's that's a tough one. Take care of yourself. These buffoons should not be the reason you succeed or fail in life. And when they say shit like that, once again, super unprepared for life. These guys are. They're just kind of going and uh, chilling in their in their riches, making the rules, but also subjecting themselves or who they favor away from those rules. Uh, yeah, it, it, everything we've been talking about. It's a complete fucking mess. Uh, but yeah, 33 trillion is how we got here. Um, it's a big number, man. I'm going to segue into COE, man. Content C-O-E. over everything. I, that is something that, you know, this is the first time I've heard that acronym in that context. Tell yeah, me more about it. Yeah, and the reason I'm bringing it up, it, it didn't really exist in Bitcoin, but it's starting to exist in Bitcoin. Um, content over everything for you, I don't know, is it's basically what happens on social media, which is like, you know, somebody's mom could get punched in the face and they'll record it and post it, right? Because it's content over everything. I'd it's, watch that. It's, it's, yeah, not Just your mom kidding. being punched no, in the I face. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, oh, man. I'd be, I'd, I would, first thing I'd do is look at the username and go try and, you know what? No, go ahead. Like, I would be <laughs> fucking somebody up is what I would be doing. But yeah, yeah the, so the, it's something that existed outside of Bitcoin, but because naturally uh, Bitcoin Twitter specifically is growing and there's new people coming into Bitcoin uh, with their own things or whatever, they've... I'm trying to have this conversation without calling people out. And I know everybody's listening is like, nah, you call people out. That's what you do. But I want to be careful what I say here because. Are you filtering, Jose? Not filtering. <laughs> I just need more data to make my Your accusation. Claim. I see. Yes. Okay. Um, TBD. Right. But what I'm seeing is, is what happens in every other content game, which mm-hmm. is like people will do the craziest things or say the craziest uh-huh. things just to be able to get the follow and the traction. And then what happens there, that's not what pisses me off, is the, 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 what the result of that is, which is the same mistake that humans have done forever, uh, which is idolize things in people, they can they now do with influencers. And now, from what I see in my ex, and and, and yeah, as, I'm going to say Twitter. Fuck Elon. <laughs> um, yeah, because when I say my ex, I'm, it sounds like I'm talking about my ex-girl. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Twitter, damn it. Um, and but then it, this whole word my in front of it, because it's not yours. You know, go ahead. It sorry. really isn't. Good yeah. point. It really I'm going to dissect, uh, it, you know, the English language with Eric Case and <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, there's people on Twitter that are basically now um, idolizing or putting these um, mediocre, I'm not going to call shit corners, but mediocre thinking people up on this platform to now mm-hmm. make them the new influencers of Bitcoin. Yeah. Trust me, I will follow up with more information here. I know this sounds very cryptic, no pun intended, um, but I'm watching, I'm watching y'all. Yeah, I'm watching y'all play out here. And as somebody who... Um, is in this space, is in the podcasting space, is in the Bitcoin space, who does this for a living. I know what y'all, what y'all are here doing, and it's nasty. Yeah, it's nasty. And we'll talk off mic so you can get a little bit of an. Well, it's on interesting that, because it's uh, you know, this clout chasing, which I think is probably a good good term. Yeah, that goes. Yeah, characteristics yeah. of a content over everything person is a clout chaser. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's great uh, that um that they have to operate in public uh, because yeah, that's, that's how true. they get their clout. And that's how, that's what allows us to observe, you know, contemplate and assess judgment. Uh, you know, not that we're, you know, the judges of everything, but we can have a take. Every, yeah. Everyone can have a take. Yeah. And, and the spicy ones are especially fun, of course, but, uh, but it doesn't mean that it's an untrue take or an untrue impression uh, because you're literally just using the facts, as you said. You're you're observing the facts. You're watching them develop, and uh, you know, sounds like you're coming for them. It's fiat tactics. It's mm. buffoonery. Uh, it's shit that works in fiat world that you're trying to bring over to Bitcoin world, and and ultimately, it's content over everything. That's 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 the why I started it with that. Because if you go, if you ever scroll through an Instagram feed and have been bombarded with the bunch of ass cheeks and beautiful women, content over everything. It's just that's the way society works nowadays. It's one of those things, uh, and the algorithm seems to think that it knows what you want because you're out here analyzing certain things. So I see y'all out there now. My algo is flooded with motherfuckers like y'all. Because I was investigating and I don't like it, but now I see it 
Now you so, got the super subscription. That's what I mean. Now it's like, <laughs> damn, I didn't think it was this bad. <laughs> I, I, I give Bitcoiners the benefit of the doubt because we're all in this game together. But once again, there's some people that don't give a shit about the journey we're on that we talked about earlier or how we need to play our role. There's still dudes out here that are just trying to make fiat dollars off of the shit that Bitcoiners are building. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it here. But I'm watching you motherfuckers. And I'm going to start calling people out. I got no damn advertisers. <laughs> I will. I will, Listen. That listen, translates to a full box of ammunition. <laughs> listener, right. Listeners, go figure out what content over everything means, even though it's already in the, in, in the description itself. It, it's people that it, just would rather shit on their loved ones to get a following. It kind of sounds like, you know, I, 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 uh, it has a connotation of, of um, you know, like kind of content for content's sake. Like you're not. That's what it is. Content yeah. over everything. Over feelings, over family, over whatever. You just, you want to be the buffoon on Twitter as long as you get the followers. For the purpose of the engagement. Of the For the purpose of the engagement. Yeah. Because in their mind, they can monetize off that engagement. And it's it, it's it's nasty. Mm. Keep doing that in, in, in the fiat world. Once again, chicks with leggings. There's, there's a whole bunch of examples <laughs> uh, uh, of, do, uh, yeah, it, it's like a thing, right? So like now in Bitcoin, they're bringing it in. And, and, and the reason I'm not, or you want to call it filtered or not being specific once again, it's just because I could be wrong on a few of these examples, but I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like it because a lot of us work hard to try to, you're basically bringing Bitcoin down. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people out here that are doing it for the right reasons to the for the education. Bitcoin will be fine, Jose. It's, Bitcoin it's, will be fine. It's the Bitcoiners we got to worry about. Right, but I guess, you know, wait, once again, I, I, I can still call people. I do that yeah. in my day-to-day anyways. Yeah. It's not yeah. even just about Bitcoin. If I smell bullshit, I'm going to call it out. Yeah. Uh, somebody once told me, actually here in the comments, uh, damn, man, you got a really good bullshit detector. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is because my- You're from Massachusetts. Well, I think it's just my 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 uh, uh, my truth is always uh, 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 like my truth sensor is always up, yeah. and I always operate on the truth. So it's very easy to see somebody who's not being truthful, mm. and that gives it away pretty fast early on. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, I had a podcast before. Uh, uh, I did marketing, and I had a podcast before Bitcoin, so I'm familiar with the, what I call the fiat games. Mm-hmm. So when I see them, they're very obvious. Yeah. Uh, and for a while there, Bitcoiners or the Bitcoin community was doing a good job of deflecting that. And now I think those walls are coming down because just so many mm-hmm. new people are coming on. And there's going to be a phase there where those people need to see their truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to jump on them right away because maybe they learn. Maybe they're just early. Maybe they're just really that dumb. People can change. Sure. But I'm on you, motherfuckers. <laughs> He's watching. He's watching you. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't, I'm not on often, but that's the thing. My algorithm seems to be floating a lot, a lot of bullshit artists, and, and a lot of these bullshit artists are getting a lot of retweets, a lot of likes. Um, and it's not worth my time to say, hey, in the comments, because I know where that leads to. It's just a digital fight, which is dumb. Uh, but I do have this platform. And, mm-hmm. and, and once I get my ammunition aligned and I know for fact of who it is that I'm trying to target, I'm coming here. And mm-hmm. this is what we build this platform for, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And conversely, uh, hopefully they build their platform so they can do it back. Yeah. Would you say that you're building the platform to speak the truth? Well, let me just say I'm building the platform ad-free so I can do this. There you go. The real reason for building the platform is to the truth to Bitcoin and the education part of it and kind of to like highlight our journey or you know, what used to be my journey, but our journey mm-hmm. um, because we're all learning and yeah. we're going through this day by day. We learn new stuff. The the network evolves, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, yeah, basically I'm just keeping an eye on that stuff. I don't know if it's just X's new algo um, or if it's just an overwhelming amount of content over everything, people moving into the Bitcoin space. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't need to see this. The, I don't need to see the, the, how low you guys can go to get the follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that, that, that wasn't in Bitcoin Twitter, uh, as far as I was concerned. Um, but it seems to be now with this new X branding, uh, I'll keep an eye on that. I don't want to use all the time talking about this, especially if I'm not mm-hmm. going to get detailed with it. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Uh, what makes a good Bitcoin podcast? Are there too many of them? This is a great segue. Because you're talking about content, you know, you're yeah. talking about what you're talking. We're talking about what we're talking about. This is really, this is going to be a meta podcast. <laughs> it's not. Meta's dumb. Uh, Super dumb. <laughs> uh, Watching but, you meta. No. But, you know, this is uh, a lot of people, you know, cut a lot of jokes out there on the X and, and or Twitter, whatever we want to call it today. Uh, you know, oh, my God, like oh, every Bitcoiner, you know, you know, listen to my podcast. You know, is is the is the take there? You know, every Bitcoiner's got a pod. You know, we've got a pod. We're we're doing here mm-hmm. regularly. Uh, you know, there's it's almost kind of coming from a position of of a of a criticism of like 
oh, there's already a Bitcoin podcast. You, you know, what good are you kind yeah. of thing? And it's already putting you down, which I think is that, you know, this this same vein that we've been talking in the whole time today about uh, being sovereign and, you know, making your own way. And that sort of statement of like, you don't need to be doing a podcast. There's already, you know, TFTC. There's already John Vallis. There's yeah. already, a you know, American Idol, Breedlove. They're all out there, you know, doing the same thing. What good are you? And that, you know, is playing into this this whole hierarchy business and deriving your your um, your sort of authority from a position of, of, of power versus truth and, and legitimacy. And so just because we got six followers or whatever compared to someone with six million. Um, that doesn't make us any less legitimate. That just makes us less viewed. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're telling lies compared to the six million and, and he's telling the truth. Matter of fact, in politics, that's how you get to where we are, is you think that the person with the most authority and power is the one most correct and, and should lead us into whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, are there too many? No, there needs to be a million more. Uh, 100%. Because that means there's a million more Bitcoiners. That, yeah. that means there's a million more people where Bitcoin has affected them in such a way that they got to get out there and talk about it and they got to spread the message uh, because there are people that have been a victim of these muddied waters of this content over everything thing that uh, are, you know, getting swayed to scams, quite frankly, right. you know, crypto securities, if you will, uh, where there's these companies behind them designing the pump and dump trajectory to, to optimally line their own pockets with as much fiat as possible right. um, so that they can then acquire more Bitcoin. Because uh, at the end of the day, everyone needs more Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, what makes a Bitcoin podcast good? Truth, in my mind. Yeah. You know, truth, bring, truth does bring legitimacy. Uh, and, and that's how you actually earn uh, through proof of work. Yeah. Your following and the people that come back time after time, week after week, to listen to what you have to say because they're getting value out of it because to people, you know, the truth is actually valuable. Yes. Lies are cheap. Yeah. It's the dumbest shit to say that there's too many Bitcoin podcasts. It's like, fam, how I paint my picture of the world or I paint my picture of life is completely like... You never go to like a Picasso and be like, "I right, fam, like this is it. Nobody else can paint because yeah. this is the, the, it just no one's allowed. It, it, it's know. crazy to do that. But on the other hand, I don't know every single artist that's ever existed. Mm -hmm. I just know the few that I enjoy. Yeah. There's probably some, some out there that were unknown that were better than Picasso. A hundred percent. And somebody else could bring that opinion forward, right? Like mm -hmm. somebody could say, hey, this is why they're better than Picasso. Yeah. And that example, that'll be their podcast on explaining why, <laughs> you know, somebody else's art is better than this person's art. And it's an opinion and it's the way we learn. And in a world where a number go up when it comes to um, seclusion, right? Because of the COVID shit and people just really haven't grasped how to get out of their bubbles and get out of their houses and all that. What's really, mass what's really missing is, is that they start to lose out more on the everyday conversation. Mm -hmm. And where podcasts, is, uh, podcasts are very powerful and relatable is, is that now I can you know, still work my way back into the world, but still be relevant to the conversation, be hip, be educated, be aware. Even if it's funny stuff. I, I, I've said this on the show before. I'm a huge Joe Budden podcast fan. And fam, Joe I'm, Biden? Is that what you said? Joe, Joe Biden? <laughs> funny. Joe Budden. Oh, Budden. Yeah. I, okay. You can't listen to Joe Biden podcast because he's sleeping. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not on the mic. <laughs> no, uh, that it would just be silent. It would just, you know, because he's standing at the podium staring into space. Oh, boy. Yeah, but... <laughs> Um, and, and the Joe Budden podcast is um, like hip hop culture, you know, uh -huh. like just goofing it. You know, it, it has some serious seriousness to it. Uh, but for the majority of the time, it's just goofing on, yeah. on on topics or whatever. Why do I listen to that show? Well, it isn't because there's too many culture podcasts out there. It isn't because there's too many quote unquote comedy. It's because I respect the opinion of the person and I watch that person. Like I grew up with that person. So meaning I saw when Joe Budden was... I saw when he was like literally uh, 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 on drugs, career breakdown, rap career gone to to where he is now, which is he, he's not a Joe Rogan, but he's a podcast legend in his own mind. And me being able to traverse that journey with him and listen to him through that whole process has allowed me to be able to respect his word and want to hear that. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was like, hey, man, you can listen to 
I'm naming a bunch of podcasts that I don't listen to anymore, but they're in that same realm. Hey, man, they're like the, the brilliant idiots or like something like that. You could just listen to that. It's like it's very foolish for me to just have one and then say because of that one, this too, this shouldn't be no other one. It just doesn't make any sense because the same way I took that journey on with Joe Budden, somebody took that journey on with. Um, I forgot who the brilliant uh, is. It Charlemagne, uh, somebody like that. People that are listening are probably like, "Who the fuck are you talking about?" Go check it out. But my point is, is that there is never too many of one thing because there's always a free market. Mm-hmm. And if you think that there's too many Bitcoin podcasts, I will combat you and say the bar is just too low out here. There mm-hmm. isn't really anything standing out. That's yeah. why you feel that way. Yeah. Or you you might be jealous and mad that you didn't start your own Bitcoin podcast. Mm-hmm. That's another side that people take but i honestly generally think that people that say that are either doing a few things those two things that i said or they really idolize back to that point they really idolize like the mccormick's of the world or like the marty's of the world or whatever and it's like i get it but like to swing back to my own example of joe budden like i don't idolize joe budden fuck him right I just enjoy his word and I enjoy his thing. And yeah. i don't i think there should be more of him and i think that that's another thing too people get too wrapped up in like you know, you, you, just because you have a favorite podcast and and you want to and you're inspired to do your own, that doesn't mean like like <laughs> it, it. It's just it, it's weird, man. It, it's it's a weird mentality that that people have that there's just too much out there. Like it, it you've got something to say, and you're not the the, the person that uh that that you're a fan of. So your thoughts are going to be different, and maybe somebody out there will get more value out of the differentiation that you bring to market essentially. Uh, and, and that's up for the market to decide. Facts. It's not, it's not up for one person, you know, to give you a, uh, you know, a, a, an opinion one day and then you just live your whole life based off of that. That's, that's, uh, that's weird. You know, let the market decide, get out there, show off your body of work yeah. and, and, and let the people decide. You, know, you might be surprised at what you get back. I, yeah, I've been in this ride, right? Like, I didn't think anybody want to listen to me talk shit about this stuff that I'm passionate about, but it's 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 been well, and it's been good. And, yeah, I think people relate to me because my view is slightly different than yeah. everybody else's. And, and and now with you, it's an even more dynamic view because it's a different approach. And when you think about it, too, like, there's there's a few big podcasts out there, right? Uh, you know, I haven't run the numbers or anything, so maybe there's more than just a few. But um, in terms of, like, what people consider the most popular ones, there's, you know, a handful. Sure. And then there's probably a bunch of others yeah well that doesn't mean that there's no room for more that yeah. just means like you said the bar is low yeah and you need uh you know a a um diversity of ideas yeah. right diversity of opinions uh it just means that the current whatever you know sort of section of the ocean that those handful of podcasts are swimming in that section is saturated and so you've got to just find some somewhere that, uh, or, you know, maybe you don't even find uh, a topic that is different for the sake of being different. Mm-hmm. Maybe you challenge them at their own game and maybe sure. you bring it better. Uh, but but the, to say, to make that claim that 15 years in this, uh, this January that it's oversaturated is, is just insane because, you know, there's 1% of the world using Bitcoin. Like what happens when we get to 5%? How many Bitcoin podcasts are there going to be? Right, uh, right. Will it be 5X? Will it be 50X? Like It'll you don't endless. know. It's going to affect people differently. And yeah. you haven't even heard. We don't even know the next great thing to come to Bitcoin or the next great idea to come to a podcast because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, we'll make it happen here. <laughs> yeah, no. Bit it, by bit. Well, well said. Um, much better said than I. But yeah, it is weird behavior. Um, and it's, it's somewhat of a scarcity mindset to think. No, that's the other way around, right? When you, either way, if you don't like something, I always say it in this show. If you're a first time listener, you didn't like it, you don't come back. It's nice seeing you. Hopefully you'll come back some other time. I'm not really worried about what you're listening to and who you're not listening to. I'm worried about having fun with a good friend of mine and being able to share in this journey. And just with that alone, people are going to ride along. And that's all I care about. And you should be worried about the same exact thing. Um, Somebody was actually, uh, I'm not going to dox them, but somebody here actually last night was, uh, this is not Bitcoin related, wanted to start a podcast. And the same thing I told, uh, I could dox Shane because he has his own podcast, but the same thing I told Shane Larson when he started his is don't, freaking hold up for a second if you have an idea and you feel you have something to say 
boy, do we have microphones in our pockets everywhere. Pull that thing out. Uh, that sounded bad. But pull that phone out, get that microphone, get that camera, and start talking to the world and just see who it is that talks back. Not only do we have the microphone in our pocket, but there's like three different ways to leverage this computer that, that we're just carrying around all day long. You can you could write it down via notes. Sure. You can record a selfie video. You could do an audio recording. Like, the tools are there, yep. you know? Just... just you know, find your motivation, don't let go of it, and just go with every idea that you get, you know, provided that, uh, you know, you're not hurting anyone else or anything like that physically. And For real. <laughs> don't be in bed the, with the fed. All the disclaimers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, well said, Kev. I think that kind of, we have so much to talk about. We're going to push it over to next week, y'all. Uh, but this was a great conversation, as it usually is. Um, some buffoonery from the Fed, some <laughs> some uh, ways for us to defend ourselves, yep. um, some awareness to the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am watching the content over everything, people. But that conversation traveled very well into, uh, even though I was being very cryptic, traveled very well into what we were just talking about now. Is there too many podcasts? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't answer what makes a good Bitcoin con- uh, podcast. Um, I, this is very general. Yours is right, which is truth. Um, sauce is my answer and mm. that's you know obviously subjective to whatever you think sauce is but you know the bar is low in my opinion because nobody has really figured out how to make bitcoin cool mm. right and and also cool is subjective as well because what is cool to you could be not cool to me but where i come from and that's of the culture the culture makes everything really cool mm-hmm. uh everybody wore fucking jordans because of the culture right and things like that the culture makes everything cool when it comes to music all the way to movies and everything across it and i don't think uh i think what makes a good bitcoin podcast is a saucy bitcoin podcast mm-hmm. somebody who understands that although this is very technical or can be although this has means beyond what we can even think about and we can speculate on at the end of the day it's just hope and hope is really cool in itself and what I think all these podcasters are missing, and I'm kind of giving it away, is that you guys have no sauce. You, you guys are <laughs> you're bland. <laughs> you, you're very vanilla in that sense. You're very bland, but you're also not trying, right? You're basically just like reusing or recycling shit you see on X, right? Shit you, you that, that we read and that everybody knows. And you're not trying to articulate your spin on what you just learned. You're just trying to spit it back out the same exact way. Put a little sauce on that. Right. Think about these things that you're reading, that you're learning. The casing thing is a great example. Anything that you learn in the Bitcoin space. Think about it. Put your sauce on it. Have some balls. Share your opinion on that. And you'll have a good Bitcoin podcast. Did you just say that your favorite thing was sauce because you have got a bottle of hot sauce right next to you? Oh, shit. We got to get the cameras up. <laughs> we do got some hot sauce, mule sauce. But uh, yeah, I just call the sauce the sauce. I, I, I mean, it, it's not cult- It's not uh, race specific. Everybody can have the sauce. Most people do have the sauce. Uh, but it is a thing. I don't know what the right word for it. It's culture. But um, I call it the sauce because I think culture is a little too niche. Mm. Uh, it's like, you know, uh, most people will probably think about like hip hop. Sauce, sauce is open for interpretation. I think so, some people have sauce and some people don't. Mm. Uh, and it's just one of those things. But to me, like, it, it, yeah, like if you don't have sauce, it doesn't mean that you're worthless. It just means that like you got to figure out a way to put a new layer on things that you learn. I don't, I don't mean be dishonest. Mm-hmm. That's not what I mean. I mean, naturally, when you learn something, your brain and your experiences in your life form that into something slightly new mm-hmm. tell us that version that you came up with don't tell me the one that the other person came up with yeah. and then try to sell it as yours yeah i'll leave it with that we got a lot to talk about next week uh and we'll and, and bitcoin there's always shit to talk about um but i want to remind y'all value for value is the way that you can support these conversations but also take part in the conversation mm-hmm. that's very important i'm not on x but i do follow the value for value feed and kevin and i make sure that we lead off the show always with showing the love to those conversations and entertaining those conversations so you can catch us on all value for value uh podcasting platforms uh we like to share a fountain here just because it's the easiest to get set up uh, loaded up with a cash app, loaded up with a moon wallet. Very easy. If you think this is worth a penny, shoot it over. Good luck on the visa rails though. Uh, <laughs> and if you think that this is much more, uh, worth more, please support the show. Keep us going. Uh, that's all I got, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Thanks for the boost. Much appreciated. Really looking forward to getting back here next week and 
and and bringing the fire on on this next set of topics that we didn't get to today. And uh, and then I think we're still gonna do last Friday of the month. We'll still do yeah, still yeah, do our, yes, our, under the influence segment. So uh, last Friday of the month. This month is uh, oh man, here we go. Just off the dome here, uh, September 29th, uh, next Friday. Um, come on down. Um, I think I'll be here. I, I just realized I have some car maintenance junk to do that day, but I want to do it. So uh, do it. We're, we're putting a flag up. Come on out. Come to the Bitcoin Commons here at Sixth and Congress uh, in the, the Littlefield building, second floor. Uh, if you can't find the second floor, just like look for the directory. I don't know. I, I will I say, uh, notify one of us though. Oh yeah, because this was yeah, we'll have to a come fort you. now. Yeah. You can't get yeah. to the second floor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, you know, Austin is now a battlefield. Yeah. Uh, so just you got to dodge things on your way here. One of those is the locked door that we'll have to let you in. So yeah, let us know in the comments. We'll keep an eye out for people uh, on Friday, September 29th. Yeah, and uh, that's it. Uh, oh. On the value for value thing is all oh, nice. Will you like the value or not? If you think I'm full of shit, also drop some sats and let me know how I'm full of shit. I'm okay with that. That's how I get better. That's how you uh, send the one sat payment. Yeah, that, no, that, you, you can say whatever, be man. Because I know, I know it. I know there's somebody listening out there that's like this motherfucker. What is he talking about? I, right. I want to meet that person. I me too. Boost it up. Show some love. We'll, we'll we'll get you on the show if your your case is that strong, but. I appreciate you, good sir. And that wraps up another episode of Talking to Bits. And we'll see y'all next week. See ya.